there, my name is Alicia and I'm originally from Poland, so hence my accent. I am a nurse practitioner specialized in mental health and also a social worker. I wanted to start this podcast so that listeners like you can get an inside look into the life of a mental health practitioner. Our goal with this podcast is to discover our naked truth, and we're always discovering that, and help you discover yours. And I'm Sophie. I studied psychology in college, and I'm super passionate about mental health. I produce the podcast, and I provide Alicia with lots and lots of questions. I'm eating a piece of candy from Halloween, so Mm. yay, candy! (laughs) I love candy. What kind of candy is that? I can't pronounce it, but it's called Kitty Cat. (laughs) Oh, like a Kit Kat. I knew it had something to do with kitties. (laughs) <laughs> and spiced up uh, pumpkin pie. It's delicious. Oh. I thought we'd start out today with a with listener's tricks. question. Huh? With tricks. We with started tricks. with treats. With treats First today. treats, now tricks. Mm-hmm. No. So I thought I would start out today with a listener's question. Exciting. Perfect. So Alyssa, she, her, says... Is it normal to randomly feel weird about your partner sometimes? I love my partner a lot. He does things for me almost daily, loves and cares for me, and never makes me doubt that. I don't think I've ever had a relationship like this where I can fully be myself and fully trust. That being said, I do have a rough history of being in abusive or controlling relationships. I'm working through some of the after effects of these relationships in therapy, but I sometimes just feel an icky feeling about him and don't want to be touched. I also noticed this happens more so before my period. Is this normal? Is it just hormonal? Thank you. Wow. That's a really interesting That's one. a very long and interesting question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, so here's what, what comes to my mind first. Yeah. In the old days mm-hmm. when there was not exactly before before society was set up you know sort of when we had small villages and groups of people getting together mm-hmm. and sort of hunting and gathering kind of society nine to five jobs and traffic and stuff? yes that's right that's right that's right so that Darn. must have been like long long time ago that yeah obviously i can't remember the days but <laughs> but i remember reading somewhere that when women were on their period they would literally leave yeah and spend time alone and would not be around men. Mm, So that tells me that women at that time probably, you know, treated period as something dirty, something different, right? They're bleeding. Uh, But the one the one aspect of it that's there is um, women left because they did not want to be around men, maybe because they did feel not clean, but then Probably also because the hormones impact on us in such ways that we are a little more irritable. Yeah. We don't feel well. It, you know, some women feel like they're literally sick for a few days when they have their period. So, mm-hmm. so I think it seems like we've made so much progress and yet we are so behind in times because right. back then people were more in touch with their bodies yeah. and they knew there was this physical, biological process that was happening and they, they sort of respected the body and they, they took that body out of, out of commission for three or four or five days and, and it was fine, right? right. And, and now in today's society, of course, it's like we never stop going. We're always going, 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 you know, mm-hmm. whether it's Sunday, whether it's, it's, it's Monday, you know, it's, it's like all the days are 
blurring into one and and you're always going, doing something. And when you as a woman are in your period, you don't stop anymore. You just force yourself to to go straight through whatever the challenges may be. And maybe maybe the people around you and maybe especially men take the brutal force of your period right. moods and, um, and they have to put up with it and yeah. smile and know that, hey, you're just on your period. You don't necessarily hate someone you don't want to kill them yeah you're just you know a little moody (laughs) I know so it's definitely hard because for me I always feel like like up until like a week before I feel very like I want to get things done I'm checking all the things Mm -hmm. on my to-do list I'm excited and then right before I feel like I need an empty to-do list like Mm -hmm. I need to just be comfortable and rest Mm -hmm. maybe do one or two things I can't like, but mm-hmm. of course that's not realistic. I have to push through everything and mm-hmm. it's not fun. You know, and, and every age mm-hmm. and every time period in your life and period also, <laughs> it, it all has different aspects to it, you know, that, that you only understand once you go through it. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, from my personal experience with periods, right, I, I would say about a week, kind of like you said, you know, a few days, but about a week before you start to feel some of those hormonal changes already. Like you can't function. You like can't. You just need to rest. And, you know, and and that's yeah. true. And for me, even even more so, I become a little more emotional. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't typically cry unless something terrible happens, right? Yeah. I did cry a lot throughout my divorce and, and a few years later still. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't really cry, but a week before my period, like on the clock, mm-hmm. you know, a silly thing can can uh, push me over the edge. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. I will see literally deer on the side of the road. Like and, dead? And I, not dead, just alive in oh. a beautiful scene, you know, of, of them <laughs> just peacefully eating grass or whatever. And, and I will be driving and I will be already thinking like, poor animals, they have nowhere to go. We as human beings are taking away their space. And, and we are so, I want to say, aggressive with how much we consume. We're such a consumption-oriented society. So... You know, we don't, do we need all this space? No, but we're going to take it anyway. So we're going to chop out all the woods. We're going to chop out, you know, everything we can and take it. So when I see the deer on the side of the road, it just, that that's kind of like that reminder, like, oh, well, there they, there they go. They're going to be dead soon because mm. the car's going to hit them and, and they have nowhere to go. It's yeah. not that they want to interfere with our cars or our roads. They They're just, just have nowhere to go. Yeah. They have nowhere to go. You know. I would be really cool, and I know we're we're getting off the top of it, mm-hmm. but we'll come back. But yeah, it'd be really cool if cities were built with nature. Yes, you know what I mean. Like I can't remember what it was called. Maybe eco buildings or so. I don't know what you call it. But basically, where the grass and the trees and the things are connected with Absolutely. with the building instead of just being concrete. Absolutely. Block. But like, see, see, the beautiful ideas are beautiful. It's just the economy of it, right? Yeah. So. So when you're an owner of a property, you start to realize, you know, yes, it would be cool to have sun roof paneled roof yeah, where yeah. you can use the, you know, the sun power to power your right. electric. But then you realize, oh, well, it's going to cost this amount of money. I'm not going to be able to do right. that. So for these beautiful changes to happen, it would have to be some type of revamping of of 
literally the whole system, the no, whole yeah. government, you know, the, everything would have mm. to change and people would have to start understanding that we are chopping the branch we're sitting on. It, it's mm-hmm. by us destroying nature the way that we're doing it and being ignorant to that. We're not creating a better future for our kids, but we're also just damaging everything. Not, yeah. I, I can't, you know, so here we go. Yeah. So sometimes I get angry, right? Yeah. But then other times when I just see the, the helplessness of the animals that, you know, we came here, when you, when you really look at the Bible and, and just how the world is meant to be, and even at the Native Americans and the, the philosophies of all these different tribes and the Bible, okay? So I'm, I'm yeah. all inclusive here. When you look at it, we're supposed to care and tend for animals and nature yeah for the dominion that that it we're seems supposed like to most like um like uh sp- i guess spiritual works mm-hmm. i guess would be the way to call it have something about nature in it yes and i feel like to bring it back to the question fighting through the feelings that we have bef- like before our period and during it and stuff and just like white knuckling our way through it seems like against nature yes so yes, yeah, so, so yeah. that's exactly what it is, you know. We are supposed to mm-hmm. be in sync with our bodies and with nature because mm-hmm. we're a par- part of this nature. Yeah. And we are we can only be healthy fully if our nature is healthy because we're all connected. Right. But yet like we said already, you know, whether it's your period, whether it's something else, you're just struggling to get through it because we're so disconnected from everything. We're just, we have a clock that, you know, tells us what to do and what time. And it doesn't matter what our biological clock is. So, so we spend, you got to make money because you you got to make money because you got to pay your bills because you get, so, so it's almost like we're this prisoner of the system, right? Mm -hmm. And it's set up that way, maybe because it's convenient, maybe just because it evolved and nobody ever thought about it. But, are there better ways? And I'm sure they, they are out there. It's just, again, you go back to economy. You'd have to redo the whole system. You would have to redo everything. And people yeah. are getting more and more lazy, unfortunately, right? People just want an easy way or out. People are just depressed because of the way the system is, maybe. <laughs> maybe, you know, but people don't want to think. You know, they want to put their social media on and they don't want to question <laughs> anything. Scroll. They just want to be told what to do and then they want to do it. So I think we have that. I can't remember if I learned this like in school or not, but like we have that thing where where our brain will take kind of like our brain wants to do the um, the path of least resistance kind of thing. So, of course, if you have an addictive scrolling app in front of you, it's hard. You have to fight to get off of it sometimes. I mean, there's rushes of dopamine, like you said, the dark web doing research on what's (laughs) going to happen when you put your mind in a state of fear. Uh. And then what's going to happen when you, when you stimulate it with, with something pleasant. Right. So yeah, we're addicted to a lot of stuff. This could be a whole episode. We might need to do that. Absolutely. But going back to your question, question. because reread the question, because now I'm (laughs) I'm telling you about how I'm crying about deer on the side of the road because they have nowhere to go. And that's because I, I get emotional before about a yeah. week before my period but it's it's you know it makes me sad all the time it's just that i'm more likely to mm-hmm. realize some of these feelings about right. a week before my period and it, it makes me wonder because i noticed right before my period i i um 
I just start to have all these realizations and mm -hmm. breakthroughs, but they they come after all my emotions kind of come to the forefront and I have to process them and it feels like I'm losing it, but it's because I was pushing these aside, I guess, when I was just get this done, get that done, do this, clean that, like, and now I have to look at it all, which is a blessing and a curse, I guess, because we have a natural system in place for processing things, mm -hmm. I guess. So you're maybe, maybe that's how our bodies are designed. Maybe we are supposed to be more emotional and realize certain things. Yeah. And I think we're just socialized to think it's bad, but I think, absolutely, I think it's, a lot of people hate crying and I don't yeah. know if you've noticed it, but you know, as a, as a therapist, nurse practitioner, I can tell you that when people cry in sessions, they apologize for it frequently because they feel like there's something wrong with that. So, um, again, we're fighting off natural processes, you right. know, God, the universe, you know, we have tear ducts. It feels so good to cry. So they, so they are normal, but yet people feel like they have to apologize when they cry. Myself included, right? Yeah, because we're socialized that it's not it's weak. polite yeah. or it's not good or you're weak when you're doing it. So, But it actually is the Cleansing. biggest reliever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like when I'm feeling a lot of pent-up emotions and I – this is new to me mm -hmm. in the past maybe quite a few years – is like I used to just cry and let it out mm -hmm. and now it feels like there's a stopper there and I'm working on that in therapy mm -hmm. and stuff but now when I'm in my car and I'm driving if if it shuffles to a sad song I'll force myself to listen to it and think and cry and do whatever mm -hmm. I need to do so that I I go there mm -hmm. and I practice going there so I'm less scared of it mm -hmm. and and then sometimes I'll just scream and sing and that's very mm -hmm. helpful but anyways so you bringing up um, us getting away from nature, um, were, was that you trying to say that maybe what Alyssa's feeling is completely normal and... Right. So so she mentioned there that she feels weird about her partner, partner mm -hmm. and that it happened even more so before her period. So I'm trying to basically let Alyssa know that all women feel weird yeah. around their period yeah. and that our bodies are just trying to communicate that there's a bunch of hormones that are traveling through your body and they are making you feel all kinds of different ways. Uh, mm. So you might be reacting to things differently than, than your normal self would. Do you think that means there's an issue with their relationship? Because it seems they're very secure and she seems very aware of past things. and Yeah, so, so sometimes, you know, and we, she didn't mention how long the relationship is. She didn't mm. mention how old she is. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it, it just depends we are in a relationship for the right reasons. We might um, we might be an absolute match on paper with someone, but maybe there's just something missing, like mm. the like wow moment or the yeah. the so-called in love or whatever. So it just mm. depends. It could be that, right? So someone could could have a relationship where they're kind of convincing themselves that it's good because they get along and and everything's fine and. You know, and why break up a relationship when things are fine? Right. But it could be that she's getting bored of the relationship. She's not growing in it. So maybe on paper it looks good, but maybe she's just kind of outgrowing the relationship. Oh. And she's realizing some of that. So sometimes people won't acknowledge what's really happening with them because they are comfortable, mm. right? And what do we all want? I mean, we do want a probably happy relationship. That's for most of us. That's kind of how we are designed. Yeah. Uh, so 
so I, I think Alyssa is kind of saying, like, I feel weird about my partner, but she's not expanding on that. So I could, there could she be so many it's variations. It's just like a, rant, a weird, icky feeling and don't, doesn't want to be touched, and mm -hmm. then that goes away. And she mentioned that she was abused before, emotionally, yeah. was it? Or was it physically? And um, she just said abuse and control. Abuse and control. So, so it could anything. be, so it could be, okay, it could be that she's finally in a safe relationship and she is um, just kind of triggered by certain things. Yeah. It could be anything, right? And as we know, triggers can happen to anyone at, at any, any point of, of their lives mm -hmm. if they had some type of trauma. So, so maybe that's what's happening. She might be triggered by something that her partner is doing. Or, um, like I said, or maybe she's outgrowing the relationship and, and she's maybe trying not to acknowledge that, that this is happening. Because a lot of people, when they find a comfortable relationship, they're comfortable. They don't want to leave, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe a part of them is nagging mm -hmm. kind of somewhere in there in the subconscious mind saying like, uh, I don't want, I no longer, I don't lo no longer fit. I don't want to be here. I'm not in love. I'm not stimulated by this relationship i'm not what am i doing you know and then when that happens then you start feeling weird and why are you feeling weird is it your past making you feel weird is it the present that's making you feel weird or is it something within yourself that you're trying to figure out so i think we would just need to clarify a few things with yeah. Alyssa before we can give her a full answer mm -hmm. what do you think my question is I guess it wouldn't be normal to feel like in the beginning of the relationship, there's all those emotions you're, yes. you have th that high, but then when that comes back down and things are calm and peaceful and, but also not as like exciting, mm -hmm. um, I guess is th that's not a bad thing though. No, I I never would say that any yeah. of her feelings are not normal. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying that there could be so many variations of why mm -hmm. she's feeling that way and truly the only person that knows why she's feeling that way is yeah. herself yeah and so sometimes journaling helps yeah. and asking yourself like what is going on with me you know is this related to my past is my partner doing something that sort of strikes a nerve in me you know or maybe his tone of voice sometimes reminds me of some type of abuse that i went through before mm. and that's why i feel weird or is it that I was touched in a way where my body still has um, memories, yeah. memories of trauma. And so when he touches me a certain way, I get the icky feel feeling and then I can't interact with him for a while, right? So it could be so many different things. But once you realize what's making you feel that way, I would say then discuss it with your partner. And if he is a person that understands what you went through, he's going to be fine and yeah. will probably be very considerate about. and if he doesn't understand then maybe leave and that icky feeling right. is intuition because <laughs> right. there's no reason someone would not understand you know past abuse or right. control that's and, and you know the more you understand people the less you understand people <laughs> it's it's sort of um it's sort of uh yeah it goes you know for everything so yeah so it's hard to understand yourself sometimes and, and know why you're feeling a certain way. So it's even harder to come up with an answer why is Alyssa feeling the way that she does when we yeah. have sort of a little bit of information but not a lot of information. Right. I guess she just wants to... It seems... Yeah, it is very... Very... Um, 
you know, it, short and to it, the, it, yeah. Well, it's, it's. I think she's just worried, like. I don't know. Well, it's, you know, and we all worry about certain things, yeah. right? So, like, let's just use hiccups, for example. Okay, so you get hiccups. You know, is that something to worry about? Am I sick with the virus? Am I, mm-hmm. you know, am I going to die? You know, so you could scare yourself about anything in to life. To convince yourself that something is To convince yeah. yourself that something is bad or abnormal. And are you going to have hiccups in your life? Sure. Yeah. Does it mean you're going to die? No. no. And are you going to feel weird about your partner once in a while? Sure. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. And does yeah. that mean that you should break up with them or they are bad people? No. Yeah. You know, but you could if you wanted if to. If you want to. If yeah. you wanted to, you could analyze the relationship and if you want to have kind of like logical or scientific data, you could make a spreadsheet, yeah. <laughs> Excel spreadsheet, or simply, yeah. you know, divide your paper pros of the relationship and cons of the relationship to help you sort of find out what's keeping me here. What, you know, am I still in love? Do I feel the way I want to feel? Or what are the cons of the relationship? What's some of the things that I don't like or that trigger me. And and then realize that some of those may be changed, mm-hmm. right? And some of those may not be possible to change. Your partner may not be able to change the tone of his voice, maybe, because yeah. maybe that's what he's used to. Maybe he can't stop smoking if you hate that, right? And maybe that is a trigger for you. So. Mm. So I think sometimes spreadsheets can help. That's interesting. And then you, it's almost like if you're if you have a lot of pros, it can almost feel like a gratitude kind of journaling exercise because mm-hmm. it's then you might look at your relationship even more different and feel more grateful, and that might kind of bring a little refreshment. Yes, you know, and, and and I was also gonna say like sometimes women and both women and men actually mm-hmm. they just want to find somebody. Okay, and they go out there trying to find a relationship just because they don't want to be alone. Mm. Okay, so they enter a relationship, and like you said, at first people will have all kinds of awesome emotions and endorphins and dopamine, and you know, everything is wonderful. And then once the real life starts to set in, you know, and usually that happens about three months into a relationship, you start to ask yourself, you know, and I'm feeling weird maybe about this or that, you know, is this normal? Is this not normal? And it's a wonderful thing to ask these questions, you know, yeah. because if you're going to be like a, like a sheep that follows the wolf, then, then, uh, then you're doing the wrong thing. I definitely think there's something to be said about like what TV shows and movies kind of tell us. Cause it, they kind of have this, uh, it's almost like they're telling us that we should feel so in love and obsessed oh, all the time and that that's normal. Right. And it's really, not. and I'm learning this because mm-hmm. I, I kind of relate to this mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, in my past, things were always at this heightened level because there was abuse. abuse. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to other people who have been through that and they say that that feeling is quite addicting, even though it's so bad for you. Like I, I swear it's part of the reason my thyroid probably got up. crushed. Yeah. yeah, but um, cause you, ca- I can't just keep releasing those hormones. Oh, not at all. You it's, get your your you body exa- exhausted. You 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 yeah. will die for, from exhaustion. Yeah. But but think about it like this: Why mm-hmm. is drama so addicting? Why <laughs> do people love drama? 
because they, I don't know. right? Well, they they keep the getting that surge of all these different emotions. So when mm. life gets a little steady and kind of boring, and there's no spikes, their brain is so addicted to these spikes of adrenaline and and the drama yeah. that they create drama. So wow. that's why a lot of relationships, you know, might start out wonderful and, and great, and then they get to that steady phase, and one of the partners starts to freak out, like, oh, what do I do? So yeah. they start to create drama, you know, they will yeah. come up with all kinds of issues to, <laughs> yeah. wow. to, to just mess it up, you know, because they can't take the peacefulness. Relationships are so complicated. They are so complicated, absolutely. <sighs> yes. You know, this uh, uh, show on Netflix that they have, um, I think they just, uh, well, whatever. It's called Love is Blind. Oh, my gosh. Are you watching it? I watched it. The newest season? Not the newest one. I think they're releasing something maybe this this last uh, Wednesday. Maybe they released or they're releasing something Yeah, soon. they release a few episodes yeah. each week. I, didn't, I don't think I watched it since last week. But, you know, it was interesting for me to watch the misery that these people are going through. And that's exactly like you were saying. You know, at first people are so excited, you know, and they have these... Basically what happens, you know, and this is how I was explained a long time ago in, I don't know, it was a book. Mm-hmm. There's usually four elements that that play a role in relationships. You, the real you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, six. Mm, it's getting complicated. <laughs> so so let's say there's the real you, there's the you that you're per- projecting forward to create an image of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Then the guy, the real guy, then the projected image of himself that he's trying to create mm-hmm. to make you fall in love with him, right? Mm-hmm. So so both parties are creating the, these images that mm-hmm. they want you to fall in love with. And then I'm going to mess it up because I don't remember the two oh, other Oh, like ones. you, especially in the beginning, you put, of course, you're putting your best foot forward, yeah. but then who you really are is eventually yes. going to come out. Yes. Yeah. And I think then the the two other components were... And then there's the image of who you're creating in your mind of this guy, oh, yes. of who he you is, can right? Fall in love with an idea, of with a an person. idea. Yep. So, so now you have like six different entities, uh, sort of interacting, mm. right? And how are you going to figure this out? Well, at first you can't because you have a surge of the dopamine and endorphins, and you're probably not asking a lot of questions that may be good for you to know right Mm -hmm. like for example somebody might smoke every day but you may not notice that because he's using chewing gum and and whatever else and you maybe you don't like it that much you know Mm -hmm. but at first you're not asking these questions because you're you're just in love you know you you want it to go on you want it to feel that way you want to feel high sort of and love makes you feel high so why not you know but then so you watch this show love is blind Oh, for our listeners, Love is Blind, if you don't know what it is, these people meet through a wall. They never see each other. They fall in love without even seeing each other, propose without even seeing each other, and then meet and eventually possibly get married. I think they have four weeks then mm-hmm. after they meet. Of living together. Of living together to decide whether they still want to get married or and not. And the drama of it is that sometimes right. they fall in love with multiple people. Right. And then you end up meeting the other people you had feelings for and their partners, and it's crazy. Right. Yeah. Also, and we're the to dramas as yeah. society, so yay, drama. But but so so then think about it like this. So they are falling in love with someone. Are they falling in love with the real person are they falling in love with the idea 
of who they think that person is, right? Of course. So yeah. they are falling in love with the idea. So I once so. they meet, that idea starts crumbling because now you find out, oh, well, he, you know, he is, you know, doing this and that's his job and and now he's making comments that I don't appreciate as much and I felt that in my head he wasn't doing it when I pictured him, Yeah. right? So, so then, of course, you just see these people miserable. They and your now, idea and who they are is conflicting, and that's an inner battle. Right. Oh, that's, that's really complicated. Um, in the newest season, when yes. you watch it, we, we might need to do a special, okay. uh, like, extra episode okay. of just, like, talking about it. I just think they really need a therapist over there because some of these guys, I just feel so bad, like, listening to what they are saying because I just feel like they're just low it's self-esteem. Really bad. And then one guy had like, you know, like really anger, explosive temper. And then the girl is like codependent, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to follow him like a puppy dog. And, yeah. and it's like, are they doing this for the show or they truly have no self-esteem, you know, no self-confidence? I think you know? low self-esteem is super common, unfortunately. That's so sad. I yeah. mean, it's just like, Go and buy some. I'm sure Walmart Walmart sells it, and then Amazon has it probably half off. I mean, what self esteem, right? Um, it's hard, honest. It's really hard with social media. Um, I was talking about this, but to go back to the show, okay. In the um, newest season, I'm not gonna say who, but there's a couple, and um, it's a girl and a guy, of course, because they don't they don't have they don't have a gay version of Love Is Blind yet. <laughs> that not would yet. be really good, right? Um. And stressful. Um, <laughs> but th- this one girl, but when they were behind the walls and uh-huh. they couldn't see each other and they were talking, she would talk about how she likes everything neat and clean and she would be like, oh, yeah, you better not leave your clothes on the floor. Ha, 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 ha. And then in real life, when she said the same thing to him, he said, oh, I didn't realize your face was so serious when you said that. In my head, I pictured you teasing me about it even though you do want me to clean the stuff up off the floor and then when they stay their first night together he's a mess and she i think she's i think i don't think her cleaning is over the top like don't put your clothes on the floor like that's pretty but that's personal preferences right Right. so now you now you're going into that's exactly what happens in real relationships you know at first you build up this image of someone and think that they are this kind of a person and then you start you know, and then your imagination meets the reality and you're like, oh, shit, he, this is going to drive me nuts because mm-hmm. every day. So we, movies make us feel like love is this overpowering feeling and and we have no control over it. And you do. You choose it every day after very true <laughs> but then the movie usually ends with you know they are just about to get married or yeah. they are getting married <laughs> you know and that's where the movies end nobody's showing you know the 20 years later oh i fucking hate you because you left the fucking towel on the floor again and i'm not your maid i know <laughs> nobody's oh. showing you that right so so there's so much that goes into a a love relationship, but then also into the partnership where you both are, you know, married or stay together or live together and you're, and you're partners, you mm-hmm. know, and how are you going to split up the chores in the house and who's going to be going to work and how are you going to split the utility bills and mm-hmm. how are you going to raise the children? What religion are you guys going to subscribe to? Right. So Ugh. different people need different things. And this makes my heart rate increase. Oh, this is really right. stressful. That's why I shouldn't think about it too much. That's why nobody <laughs> wants to think about it before they fall in love because it's like, well, 
um, you're going to drive yourself nuts. So you might as well just, you know, fall in love, feel good. And then when bad things happen, you're just going to feel miserable later. You know, it almost sounds like and I go back and forth with this a lot. Like it almost sounds like like being married and doing the traditional thing. It just sounds like a lot of stress. It definitely <laughs> is, but it can be good. If yeah. both parties, I think, are similar on how they do their chores yeah. and, you know, maybe the clean cleanliness uh, level and, you know, mm-hmm. things can be good. Obviously, there are couples that succeed, but they will all tell you that you need a very high level of accepting the other person yeah. and communicating and wanting to work through the issues and having that drive and, and desire to stay together. Mm-hmm. So the couples that we're watching on Love is Blind, yeah. you know, they're the newer generation. It's like nobody wants to compromise with anybody. They want a perfect person that they created an image of in their mind, and then they're trying to fit that person into the image that they have. They're yep. not looking at what the real person is. They're just trying to kind of, okay, if they can just do a little more of this and a little bit of less of that, and they fit my image of who I want, then that's good. But if you can't fit into my image, well, then the relationship is a no-go, right? Yeah. So we'll it's never a, be happy. You but have to compromise a little bit. There you go. Yeah. And so that's the big thing. You know, we all have to compromise. You, you don't... You don't really we have the Prince too. Charmings out there on the white horse that are going to sweep you off your feet. You know, you have yeah. some real serious people <laughs> that are that are reality-based, and then you have to learn, can you fit in with them yeah. or can you not fit in with them? And everyone has their own trauma and their own Absolutely. history. And- Absolutely. That's why relationships are wonderful because they can you know, stimulate you to grow and a learn lot, so lot. much, so much more than anything else in life. But they also can be bad because they make you vulnerable and they might trigger some of the things yeah. that... And that you can get really ki- messed up from it. Absolutely. From experience. <laughs> Especially if you have the, you know, that the kind of a person that's controlling or has oh. explosive temper, you know, or even the silent treatment kind of things, you know, that's where... Oh. So even with the love is blind, you're just seeing these folks using all kinds of different coping skills that may not be the best. You know, if you're not growing that relationship and you're stifling it because... You know, because you want to punish the other person because they didn't put the the towel the way you wanted it. Well, now you're creating a problem because that relationship is not gonna it's not gonna flourish. Because there's know? so there's a such a difference between why the hell did you put the towel there and hey when you when you shower can you make sure you just put the towel back up? I it makes right. me happy when you when when you the do bathroom's that. clean right and it makes me feel calm or right. so. There's so many ways you can just humans are just so complex like. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm PMSing, but uh-huh. things feel so overwhelming right now. Uh-huh. Even thinking about it, I'm like, it's God, overwhelming. What do, you do absolutely overwhelming. You yeah. know, and and I think you know hormones may play a large role. And yeah. you know, in our twenties, I think we're so highly motivated to be in a relationship because mm-hmm. why? Well, nature says that's the time when we should have kids, right? Mm. So procreate so i think that's why we all jump into relationships and work so hard at staying in them and then later on as you progress for your life so for example i never believed in uh baby fever um Mm. feeling because i never felt it you know until i think i was about 32 or 33 and then for maybe two or three years i just felt like you know i wanted to have kids and that was something i had to do and it just didn't happen for me but but it, I would have never believed 
before that time when people said, you know, women get that craving for children. Mm -hmm. I would never believe that. And now I know it's true. Mm -hmm. Now, it passed for me, and, okay. and so now I'm over 40, and, it, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of gone. But for a while there, I, I was having that crazy baby fever, you know. Yeah. But I never believed it in my 20s. I never mm. wanted kids, you know, and then like 30, I would say even maybe between 31 to 30, maybe even 5. Mm. That's when it was kind of strong, you know. Yeah, I think that's what happened with my sister too. She was like, uh -huh. oh, no kids. And she's also like, oh, I probably will end up marrying a woman. She ended up with a guy and had kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny and it's not funny because, you know, it's exactly what we are pre-programmed to do. You, that's, you know, biology. We are built to procreate because mm -hmm. that's the prolongation of the species. And that's what we're here to do. I think the other thing is, like, just accepting that as humans, we always try to, like, create these black and white things yes. you get married you do this you once you have this and that everything's good and i think letting go of that has been so good for me right. because i don't know if it's just my personality but having those easy check check boxes just makes things okay i don't have to think about that but real but realistically you'll just never check all those boxes everything won't be perfect i mean some people might say everything's perfect but Nothing is know. ever perfect. You, you know, if you're going to make someone upset, you're going to upset yourself. You're going to Absolutely. And then it yeah. all comes down to your conflict resolution skills and how you're communicating and yeah. because at some point you're going to sort of fall out of the chemical love as you mm -hmm. would say, you know, for some people it will last a year, two years maybe even, but it of course the intensity will slow down because like we said before, being obsessed or, you know, being on top constantly of that chemical rush, it's not possible. Your mm -hmm. body's going to wear out. So, uh, you know, at some point you will fall out of the chemical love with your partner. So what's there to keep you together, right? Commitment. Commitment. You, you still love them. You, you still love, love them, mm -hmm. but in a different way now. It, and some people will say that it's a very much deeper love, yeah. a, mm -hmm. a deeper connection. So... So I think there's something to work for, but a lot of people count on the chemical love and think that that rush of chemicals no. is what love is. No. So as soon as that passes, which could be a month for some people, then they're like, oh, well, eh, I'm not interested in, the, in that partner anymore. I was able to figure out what love was by reflecting on my like platonic relationships because I always felt it was that intensity because of, of course, things I've been through and stuff. Um, but I realized that the love I feel towards my best friend or my sisters, that deep just knowing and trusting that I don't obsess about all day. I just, it's a, just a deep knowing and a comfort and a love. And I was like, that's what, that's what love actually is. Love isn't stress and anxiety. And I mean, of course you'll feel those things, but it's not that all the time. And it should, it should never be that even most of the time. Or well, anything. and if you if you feel mm -hmm. a lot of stress and anxiety, and I'm going to go back to that show again, you know, yeah. they, they show some of these ladies and they're so insecure. And it's so sad. And they're so pretty been and there. the guys are I so not, not cute. <laughs> but, you know, but I think we've all been there. You know, I, I think you, you, you at different times of your life, you might feel insecure about yourself or the way you look. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's everything could be always better, right? Yeah. But 
but grass if you're, is always greener. <laughs> but then you, if you really think about it, if you feel so anxious about, well, he's not calling me. Oh, he's not texting me every minute of the day. Then is it something wrong with him or do you need to work on yourself, right? Mm. And so like most of these girls should kind of like step back and, and figure out. I think a lot of the guys in the show were pretty toxic though. <laughs> I, find I understand. Them to be. Yes, and I think, you know, who knows? You that's know? such a like. That's such a. I don't like to judge me. people, yeah. but yeah. I just think that all of them could use a counselor and and to sort of work through some of this this stuff. Because for me, when I'm watching the show, I think to myself, oh, I wonder how they grew up. I wonder what mm. kind of messages their parents were feeding them. Because the one girl that's so pretty, that with <laughs> the explosive guy, you know, she she just almost like. She just falls for every guy that's nice to her. You know, she just yeah. kind of goes along with it. And it's like, okay, do you really like him for who he is? Are you trying to blend in like a chameleon? Because you don't think you can have anybody or you don't you don't deserve Take love. What you can. So you just mm -hmm. kind of trying to kind of fit into whatever the, the guy is. Mm -hmm. Which is gonna work short term, but long term you're gonna feel so miserable because you can't be yourself. But here's the question. Does she even know who she is? Oh. Or is it that she never figured out who she is, so she's just kind of following whoever the next guy is going to be because wow. she feels self-worth only when she's in a relationship? You that's, know? The t that's kind of the situation where it's like maybe you should be alone for a bit. Exactly. And that's yeah. the hardest thing for folks to do Yeah, You because know? being alone is scary. And now I'm on the other side of it, and I am alone. Do you love and it? I, I, hmm, let me say that. I loved being married. I'm, I can say that. But I honestly, ha I don't know what happened to me. Again, maybe it's hormonal. I'm okay. I'm just fine. I'm not, I don't want to meet anybody. I kind of yeah. feel like I'm almost in a self-preservation mode. And the reason why is, is because relationships do put you out of balance, you know, yeah. and you have to like, it, 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 they make you work muscles that you didn't know you had. It puts you in a machine that <laughs> ramps up growth. And yep. suddenly you have to worry about someone else's emotions yep. while also focusing on yours. Yes. God, therapy. Well, and you know, I'm so, so glad therapy exists. Oh, my absolutely. God. Absolutely. You know, and then the other thing that happens is, you know, I like to take my, uh, my trips every once in a while and just yeah. drop everything and go and... You know, and if I was in a relationship, I, I would have to answer to these questions. Well, why are you going? Where are oh. you going? Who are you going with? What are you going to be doing? Uh, when are you coming back? Which which is not bad. Mm -hmm. It's just... Depends on the tone. <laughs> depends on the tone. But it's just like, oh, you know, do I have to, like, think about one more person? And and I think yeah. when you're in your 20s, you're in love and, you, and, and sort of, like, comes natural because you're in love. And now I can't, like... I'm like, I just don't want anybody that's going to, like, keep trying to control me in different ways, even if it's slightly hidden, mm -hmm. you know. Like, for example, I dated a toxic guy who I like to walk on one side of a person, mm -hmm. and he noticed that, and he wouldn't let me do that. And what? it's like... Just small things to small dominate. Small things, yeah. just to dominate, God. you know. So it's like, that I might just be don't want to go through that again, you know. I'm just done. Oh. <laughs> I just no, don't I need you. that in my life. I really don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm also in that space a little bit, but probably I probably got there faster because mm -hmm. I was controlled so much, mm -hmm. like as a kid, like as an adult, mm -hmm. as a teenager. Yeah. And now I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I Absolutely. was I was even reflecting today and I was like, 
if anything happened in my relationship, first of all, and I know this sounds so toxic, I don't think I'm ever dating a man again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And then, um, honestly, I don't even think I'm going to, like, I'm not going to even try to date. I think that's what's going to happen. But you you are in a relationship I right am. now. I'm saying if, if anything if it didn't work out. didn't happen. So let me let me say this to you oh because God. okay. <laughs> no. So after my divorce, I was married for 10 years yeah. together for 11 or 12. Um after my divorce, I really hated the idea of of dating, but it's like, well, what else do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, I was in my 30s. I I felt the urge to have babies. I wanted to create a happy relationship and a marriage and mm -hmm. you know and have kids and so so that's what I did. I went out dating and every yeah. time the relationship would fall apart for different reasons, yeah. you know, you blame yourself or the other person doesn't fit different reasons. Then you tell yourself, you're so miserable, I'm never going to do this again. And then guess what? You do it again. <laughs> I, think oh, it, yeah. <laughs> I think it happens because when we are in our 20s and even 30s, the hormones and the biology tell us it's, it's almost like you, you don't have a choice. Like you have to keep doing it because yeah. that's, that's what your brain is set up to do. Yeah, humans you know? are very like, we like to partner up. We're very yes. social. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now I turned 40 and I think I, I don't know if that's the hormones because I still don't, I didn't figure this all out yet, but I feel good. I've, I've not been with, you know, with anybody dating at all for close to two years now. Yeah. And, and I am absolutely fine. I'm content. Yeah. I don't want to go out to meet people. I don't want to talk with any new guys. I don't, you know, yeah. I want to have friends. And I want to have friends that I can connect with, you know, conversation. Yeah. I'm not even talking, uh, what is it called? The, the fuck buddies or whatever. Oh. I've never understood that concept. <laughs> I just don't understand it because I don't, I don't relate to people like that. So, yeah. but I just, I'm content with where my life is. I don't have anybody. And that's I, good. And it's fine. And I'm saying it so many times because it's shocking to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, society doesn't want us, especially no. women to God forbid, we're happy. The way alone. that things are right. The way like with my, with my dildo, I mean, yeah. Jeez, what else do you need? <laughs> I know. That dildo doesn't argue with me, so hey, it's all good. Yeah, and doesn't have emotions <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Hopefully, but, but maybe the robot ones will. <laughs> oh, man. Right. That's Ugh. that's right. We can keep joking. We'll just turn them off. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's funny. But I think it's it's hormonal. You know, you, yeah. you get that pressure to find a mate, a spouse, a partner, you know, and then... And then at some point it's over and you don't have to stress yeah. anymore. It's so. also, I think it's also a societal thing. Like I'm, uh, that's another reflection I've been having. Mm -hmm. It's so deeply ingrained. Like mm -hmm. I don't even think I want kids. Right. But then there's this thing in the back of my head. It's like, well, hurry up and decide because right. your eggs are going to shrivel up. Right. And then what if I become 50 and I'm like, I regret that. And there's right. this, and it, I, that was planted in my brain. I, that, right. That's nothing as a kid. When I was, you know, when I try to reflect, I mean, of course, as a kid, we've, anyways, but I just never th really thought, I don't know. That you wouldn't have kids, but, actually, that, but you feel the pressure of people telling you and asking you, like, when are you guys going to have kids or? Actually, no one's ever asked me that. Thing oh, God. well, that's good. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? No, actually, it's the opposite. Now that I'm reflecting, as a kid, I thought, like, I wanted a family and that mm-hmm. because I would see it in shows and it seemed, mm-hmm. of course, it was programming me as a little girl to want that. And then as I got older and angry, <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And then I actually was there when my sister gave birth and then two months after taking care of it. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it that Actually, the best part of it was you're the birth. St- you're still <laughs> far away from, from 30s, so still all ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. S- yeah. So much to look forward and to. And our brains change and develop and Well, stuff. and that's what I mean. You can't believe that you're going to feel something until you feel it. And because some of these things are biological, mm-hmm. then, you, you know, we know think we are know. rational and we think we have so much control we over don't. different things. But we are... We are biological creatures. We are animals. No matter what we want to say, we want to destroy nature. We want to do all kinds of things. We don't want to listen to our biological clocks, all that. But when the force of nature hits and bites (laughs) you, maybe sometimes on the highway and you have to get off. But (laughs) force of nature, that's all I'm saying. Any type of force of nature. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we're back. Well, Alyssa, we hope that answered your question. <laughs> we gave you 50 minutes of um, conversations that branched off from your question, so we appreciate it. That was definitely made us think. Thought-provoking, It right. was very thought-provoking. So my naked truth, um, that I'm human, and I need to just accept where I'm at and not try to unearth my entire life and change everything every time I have a hormonal period in my life because I, I relate to Alyssa a lot just accept and take it day by day mm-hmm. yeah how about you well I'm trying to think over here um I always struggle with that one <laughs> but I was I was thinking to myself my naked truth is that I am I'm very happy that I'm no longer looking for a relationship yeah because for my whole 30s I felt like I was missing something and that I had to find it. Mm. And now I feel like I no longer have to find anything. So I'm content about that. But there's still a little but, and I'm figuring the but out. I I think because my life was focused on the purpose as that relationship, Mm. you know, it's almost like your whole life gets defined as you needing to be in a marriage or a relationship and that's what it was for me I always felt like that that I needed that now I feel like I don't need it but I'm still struggling figuring out what else is my purpose right because when you have kids and a marriage that's an easy purpose uh, easy and tough but but yeah. easy in the sense of like you know exactly what you're here for right so I think I have my purpose as far as my work goes but now I'm sort of trying to figure out what is my personal goal, personal purpose. Like, mm. so, so I'm still working on it, but yeah. I'm content where things are. I'm Good. just trying to just kind of figure out what my next steps are. I think that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. At least you're, because that feeling of searching and wondering if you're missing out. So anxiety provoking, right? I get, I feel like that comes up for me now and again, and I'm in one of those periods if it's always during PMS week and then it goes away. But I'm in that place where I'm like, 
am I missing something like, you know, and it's not fun. And it's so much anxiety and just obsessive thoughts. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it's also because a lot of us are conditioned almost to to always look ahead. So we're yeah. never in the present moment. Like we're just never here. We're always like 10 minutes ahead, 15 minutes ahead, an hour, two hours, three hours, right? Mm -hmm. Five years. Yeah. So even when you're in a relationship and it's a happy relationship, unfortunately, because you're a woman, you're going to be a few steps ahead of the guy and you're already like, are we going to get married? Are we going to be together forever? Mm -hmm. And he may not be near, anywhere near close that. And that's, mm -hmm. again, I think because of biology. Yeah. You know, we are, we are just conditioned differently. We have different hormones. Same hormones in different, I would say, um, ratios cost right. compared to men. But, right. but, but because of that, we're just, you know, we, we are the, in the hunting and gathering society, yeah. we were by the fire cooking, attending to the children, right? So we were trying to always create stability, whereas the guys were going out hunting and, and, and getting the food. So and having orgies, sorry, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but so it's almost like when you're a woman, you're, you're kind of waiting to feel safe. Yeah. You want to have a sense of safety. You're mm. creating that. And marriage in many ways for women is still that symbol of I am the one, you know, he really wants me, you know, we're going to be together. Uh, this is for real. He's going to protect me. Right. Mm. But for men, it almost doesn't matter because, in again, it's like prehistorically, they're the ones going out there and getting their adrenaline up and they're fighting off monsters and they're... They they're, want the next high. So they want the next adrenaline high, right? Maybe so their bodies not, are more built to handle those Absolutely. Highs. I mean, you look at their bodies, they're absolutely built for that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why no they, periods. Have, <laughs> they have bigger shoulders, hmm. smaller hips. We have bigger hips. Why? Because we bury, you know, we, yeah. we, we carry children. We deliver children. Mm. So they are out there to fight. We're out here to to, you know, biologically speaking anyway. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and you can be as logical as you want to, but again, the biology will come back out of nowhere and sort of get you, get you off guard, kind of like, huh? I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But it's... Some people don't ever have that. Mm. that. I've read about that just never had the urge to Well, but there's so many... Uh, yeah, variations So many humans. variations, yeah. you know, so there's some people that have blue eyes and some people that have brown eyes and... You know, and and they won't the blue eyed won't understand the brown eyed, right? And there's mm. some people that are really tall and some people that are really short. So yeah. that's the beauty it, of humans. Which is cool because then it means never box yourself into just one thing or expect one thing because you're just limiting yourself. There's so many variations of human beings and that's really beautiful. Exactly. That's our shared naked truth then. 